blown away right now. You got the Tucker Carlson interview. You got David Icon with us. I love David. You got Elon Musk calling in. That was Elon Musk. Uh, but he can have plausible deniability. It's just, it's just beautiful. It turns out he called in last week. I guess our last exes. We appreciate that. And uh, I talked to Joe Rogan a lot. You know, Joe Rogan came out and basically endorsed the show and said that I'm the cutting edge. I mean, it's not about me. Just we want to have a real discussion about this. We can't be afraid of any of this stuff. We have to openly discuss what's going on here. And I think Elon is a force for good now overall. And you can't lie. Jesus said you judge a tree by its fruits. He's doing just pure, pure gold right now. And, you know, I think David gets scared by that. I understand he saw this 30 years ago. We respect him. Uh, we're not saying he's wrong about this. But there's some stuff going on here. And it, it's above my pay grade, but it's above all of our pay grades. That is the discovery of the universe. That's what's wild about it is figuring it all out. That's what Adrian was saying earlier uh, with us. Now, I don't like birthdays. I'm not against them. I just, I'm not, I, I was done with birthdays when I was like 12. Go to the pizza place, the kids come over. But one of my old friends died a few weeks ago, George Butler. And it made me think about how I hadn't hung out with all my old friends like Mike Hansen and, and, and Blaha, I'm told you to be here, and all these guys. So they said, we want to bring you a cake. They called me yesterday. And we want to come on air and give you a cake because I'm 50 on Sunday. Okay, great. But I don't want to just have Mike in here for five minutes next segment and then Jay Dyer takes over. I want to get Mike in here in a month or so to do a review of all the great work we did when I worked with him for seven, eight years starting in 1995. And I was my own little access TV producer for about a year before that. In April, it'll be 30 years I've been on air. So I just was inviting Mike out to dinner. He lives outside town in, in, in um, Gonzales, someone that never comes to see me, but we talk all the time on the phone. So he's going to pop in for a few minutes with all this big news. It's like, why are we doing my 50th birthday? They want to bring a cake. Um, I want to do justice to the great work Mike's done and people like George Pullian and, 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 and um, Raymond Teague and... Um, George Butler. George Butler was in the NSA and the Army. He never told us the secret stuff, but he set up secret communications around Russia, Africa, the U.S. Such a smart guy. <laughs> when he died three weeks ago, Mike goes, remember George Butler? You remember this guy? I'm like, yeah, Mike, I remember who George Butler is. Well, he's dead. So, I don't know. As you get older, you get more nostalgic. So, <coughs> we're going to go to break, come back. Mike's got a birthday cake for me. Great. Uh, I appreciate that, but it's, the real reason I let Mike bring me the birthday cake is I wanted to see Mike. So I'm always like, hey, come to town. Let's get dinner. Well, I'm too busy with this and that. I got this going on. I'm taking care of that. But he's going to pop in for a few minutes. The Jade Iron's got serious stuff to cover. But we're going to nail Mike Hansen down, and we'll do like two hours in a month or so with all the clips and kind of a review of what's going on. It's my first six, seven, eight years working with Mike. It was nine or ten years was some of the most important work we ever did. And as people rediscover all that, it's bigger than ever. Uh, so remembering your friends and, and being around your friends is important. I just wanted Mike to come to town and get a steak dinner with me, but uh, he's too busy for that, but he will bring me a cake on air so we can do that. Uh, but uh, it is weird hitting 50. My other birthdays didn't really matter, but it's wild. When, you, you know, you're, when you're 40, you're halfway through your life. When you're 50, it's, it's like, wow, I was 40 just five minutes ago. I, I saw a great documentary with... Um, Sylvester Stallone on Netflix. I don't watch a lot of TV, but I watched it about a month ago. And he was like, man, I feel like I was just born. I'm not ready to go, but this is the way it works. So this is it. 
He watches his friends and family all die around him, but the human species goes on. And I really think we should preserve the species and we should promote what is natural and good. And the whole transhumanist movement as directed by the globalist is to enslave. And I think we need to have another way in that that's pro-human and open and, and openly discussed. Because I'm all for Neuralink, people that can't walk or are blind. That's a great thing. And people are even scared of that. Well, my uncle was in a motorcycle accident. And like 10 years ago, he got the vagus nerve stimulator, almost made him have no seizures. He got an experimental chip like three years ago. And he he he's, he's like looks great 10 years younger, never has convulsions anymore because his brain was out on the pavement. But... He'll be at dinner with him, and he literally starts talking like a robot when it kicks in. People are like, yeah, it's a nice day today. Two words, nitric boost. Ladies and gentlemen, this product, without us even promoting it, has become one of our top three because people get it, and it blows them away. The health, the energy, the immune system, the bedroom department. What it does with the vasodilation alone, not to mention the immune system, exercise performance, you name it, is incredible. And the product is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. Secure your bottle now of Nitric Boost at InfoWarsStore.com. And it funds the InfoWar, which is an added bonus. Nitric Boost, Nitric Boost, 40% off in stock ready to ship infowarstore.com nitric boost thank you all for your support and you need this product an emergency transmission from deep in the heart of texas that's resistance against a global corporate combine empowered and funded by communist china allied with the big mega banks that set up communist china in 1949 the communist chinese have taken control of u.s telecommunications infrastructure the communist chinese have taken control of hollywood the communist chinese have taken control of the main universities this is all confirmed this is not a drill big tech in silicon valley is almost completely run by the communist chinese government they've officially become state-run apple 100 percent google is now making the transition and announcing a merger in total worldwide censorship they are now beta testing using me as the straw man, a demonized version of Alex Jones to do that. This is happening. This is not like the other probes before that were meant to get you used to probes and censorship, thinking you would adapt to censorship by just putting up with it. Now this attack is thousands and thousands and thousands of times the magnitude of all previous attacks. This is a titrated dose, reverse psychological warfare operation using adapt and overcome subversion paradigm manipulation. In layman's terms, they are manipulating the fact that we adapt to being oppressed. We adapt to being pressed with the low dosages of oppression. Now when the megaton hits us of the total takeover, we try to adapt to the poison infusion instead of not knowing it's a lethal dose if we accept the dose. Total Internet of Things integration, global social score, complete command and control system. It is the virtual reality AI weapon system now attacking the United States with traitors inside the major security agencies blocking Trump's resistance of the program and attempting to stop us from removing the tentacles of the Chi-Com slash Big Tech banking combine emergency situation. I have been chosen for destruction because I brought you this information and have been battering, ramming it out as much as I can. They want to double use me as they always do in any complex system of mathematical deception. 
where every angle of my good is turned against us. So they take what I've said, being sincere, build me into an insincere person in the straw man. I'm a person that cares about life and children and is against these wars. And so they make me a herder of children. And then they build me into this lie to then set the distraction while they're actually censoring all of you to make a debate about Alex Jones. So even if I didn't sell out to them, they now use me as an archetype to serve them by being the main distraction. I have now been captured by the enemy in the information warfare fulcrum and it's being used against you. Only your full understanding of this key will break you free from this paradigm. I have given you the transmission. Now break free. I have sworn upon the altar of God eternal hostility against every form of tyranny over the mind of man. Thomas Jefferson. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. Mike Hansen, 29 years, and he's in the Bohemian Grove documentaries, he's in everything. He said, I'm just going to bring you a cake, but now they've crashed the show, <laughs> and, and him and old Blaha, I haven't seen that guy in 10 years, so we're going to get him back in studio soon for a whole retrospective on InfoWars work, but he brought me my 50th birthday cake, and we can do overhead shot it's here. nifty to be 50. Look at it. Look at what it says. I look, overhead shot. We'll do it. And you've got, I love how you're a big fan of what we did. Oh, got a whole museum oh, I mean, in Gonzales. Yes, and I want you to sign that book here. Before, How's your wife and all your done. kids? It never, all look at all those, look Look how young you were. Thing is, I'm always asking Mike to come to town and visit me and never do it. And now today he's here. So we're squeezing it all in right now. But, uh, yeah, so it, it's absolutely crazy. You know, Elon Musk just called in. That was pretty crazy. Can't make that up. <laughs> There's all your shows right there. I am absolutely There's living. all your TV Where'd shows. Where'd you get that photo? I don't even know where that's at. Good Lord. Oh, there's old uh, Joyce Riley and Steve Lane. My God, this is amazing. There you are in the Army. Yeah, look how's, how I look. How's Melissa doing? She's doing great. She has. She did have some health problems, but she's got over And here we are at Bohemian Grove. Oh, there's Melissa right there. Yeah, that's her. And, of course, you're really a wolf. You're not just a handsome. You got the and I've been married 40 years. When I met you, I was I was married 10 years already. Can you believe that? I remember. Years ago. I remember when all your kids were babies. Yeah. Now that you got grandkids. And you weren't married. You Look were at married. us. We both got fat. <laughs> <laughs> you were a good-looking guy, too. <laughs> remember Alex, Bohemian Grove? They were all pitching Alex, our asses. they used to call you the Greek god. Wait till you see the picture coming up. Oh, stop about me. Yeah. I did not have any problem with the women. Let's just say that. Uh, anyways, it's crazy stuff. All right, Mike. Listen, I don't want to talk about me. When you come back, because I've been asking you for years to come here, we're going to do a whole retrospective on all the crazy stuff we did. That's interesting. Not me. We got more photos. Well, I came here for go, one reason. Waco? Okay, go To ahead. wish you a happy 50th. I know. You're making a big deal about this. I think it's, I think it's a big deal. I think you made it to 50 almost. And 50 on deal. Sunday. 50 on Sunday. I heard the thing went out here. I got to blow this out. I did have a Trump impersonator coming in, but I got in trouble for that. Don't no, we're not doing it. <laughs> uh, listen, I just heard about, thank you. I, I just heard about George dying 
You're yeah. like, remember George? I'm like, of course I remember George. George Butler. And she was like, yesterday we should go eat every week at the pancake place. It was. He's, uh, helped, he's helped us with the show. And then he's just, he, he's a really smart guy. Yeah. It looked like Einstein. He really, he was one of your biggest fans. I mean, from the very beginning. Well, I'm a big fan of you. But listen, we got to hang out, man. We always talk on the phone like once a week. And we never, I haven't seen you in like five years. I, Alex, I have not been in this studio for 11 years. I, I was here 2013 is the last time I've been here. What's crazy is time just goes. It goes by fast. Well, what about 30 years? It just went by like that. 1995, I saw you sitting in a, at Access TV. I said, that guy's going to be a star. Oh, God. I knew it right away when I, when I Stop saw Stop it. You. Hey, this clip's really funny. We were practicing going into Bohemian Grove, and now we're going to act like globalists. Back this up. You have the audio at the beginning of the scene. This is hilarious. This is absolutely hilarious. Let, let's play this clip. Mike, we got to do this justice. Forget my 50th birthday. All right? I that's got, the only reason why I came back. I know, but it's really well, important to well, you. But let me tell you something that's really a good... Uh, something that's really happened good. All right, I, pause this. We're going to play it in a minute. Go, go ahead. Um, I have a new website, mikehansonarchives.org, and I have got all the tapes transferred over from the last 30 years now. And Look how course, fat we both got. Of course, it goes up on your website first on band.video. I don't care. Put up wherever you want. Well, no, that's what... But you got a channel on there, yeah. Yeah, so... Whenever we get a new one, it goes up on there. And I love it because I see them. They get on Twitter now or X, and it blows up. Because, man, you're just dumping it on there. Well, we're... Hey, hey, we're going to skip the break. I'll we, go to we, Jay Dyer in a minute. A, we, but, but go ahead and play this clip from Secret Rulers of the World with, with John Ronson. And uh, this is just hilarious. Here it is. Or maybe not. Yes, we would. Calmly. La, la, la. There's going to be guys sitting there, and we're... You know, we're fat cats, so let's go ahead. But uh, seriously, David, as fast as microprocessors are starting to move, it's getting down to a molecular level. The question is, at what level will just the actual basics of science stop us from making these, these systems smaller? And I'm, it's the entire nanotechnology revolution that I find to be most dynamic. I agree. <laughs> did you like that? Yeah. Well, That's what we say. did last time. I would say I agree. Stop. Mike, listen, I'm going to ask you to go to dinner for five years. Oh, that's good. It's a ridiculous documentary. It's all over X. Secret Rules of the World with that John Ronson. Remember how he made I, a... I, your documentary is good, too, about Bohemian Grove. I know, I know. That's just from that. I know. Remember how he made us sign a contract that he didn't sneak in with us? And then, like, five years later, he goes, they didn't sneak in, I did. Just the guy's a piece of crap, man, I, I tell you. Uh, anyways, well, listen, in closing, we're going to end the show, and um, this part of the show with me, and the great Jay Dyer's going to take over. Let's have a piece of cake together, Mike, okay? Okay. And then you send me all the clips, and, uh, oh, you got your new book? Or yeah. Not new book. Well, that's, that's not a new book. book. That's over 20 but, years but old. It's new now. But that has a lot of interesting facts about Alex. And this is there. the best Bohemian Grove book out there. It is Bohemian Grove, Cult of Conspiracy, Mike Hansen, forward by the great Tex Mars. Remember him? Oh, yeah, and he passed away now. He was awesome. Um, is Wanda still alive? Yeah, they took over the ministry. They yep. took over the ministry. Yep. All right, where do people find Bohemian Grove, Cult of Conspiracy? Uh, well, you got to go to Mike Hansen, 
archives.org is the only uh, all right buddy we appreciate you I'm, uh, you got to come see me more you only live like an hour you, away and you got to call my secretary she'll send it out to you signed all right so uh 30 years buddy 30 years when i remember when you were 21 years old i only been i only been there about a, six eight months before i met you 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 were uh, you uh were born on the 11th of february 1974. That's right. Yeah. What's your birthday, Mike? July 26, 1963. I was born the year Kennedy got killed. And your dad was the famous ambulance driver that said, well, the folks, that was the 19, tower shooting. That was in 1967, the tower shooting happened. He saved a bunch of people there. So, and you need, sometime you need to have on uh, the ranger that shot the guy. He's a real interesting... We've had him on before. Yeah, but I mean, to reiterate, he said that if it wouldn't have been for all the citizens coming down, uh, keeping the guy at bay, that uh, they wouldn't have been... Shooting at him, yeah. Yeah, all the people in Austin had shotguns in. They came over there and started <laughs> well, they shooting had deer the guy. rifles. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, and you know, they That's, finally... Alex, I had to come down and... and hey, let's have a piece of cake. 50th anniversary. Wow, what a day. The Tucker Carlson interview, Elon Musk on the show... Uh, everything else, it, or somebody sounds just like him. It's going to be absolutely amazing. The War Room is in about uh, 43 minutes, but right now, the great New Order researcher, best-selling author Jay Dyer, takes over. All right, thank you, Alex, for letting me host here. It's always a pleasure. I want to talk about the background, the history, kind of the way that in that interview, Putin went into a big 13-minute history talk. I want to kind of give a meta-level big picture of what the issue is with Russia today, what the issue is with the West's goals and their strategies uh, post-Cold War. I think we're still kind of in a, a new Cold War setting, you could say. And what's the orthodox ethos that Putin brought up that the West is so concerned with and feels the need to, to go after? I don't agree, by the way, with everything that Putin said in that interview. I think there were some interesting points that he made. He made a lot of great points. Uh, there was a few areas where, again, where I disagree, but it's really important to know the history of this. And I wanna to try to boil it down, uh, both from a religious perspective and a geopolitical perspective. So you heard uh, in one of the clips, Alex talking about the mystery religions, and he was playing uh, some, some older discussions that people have had about the ancient mystery religions. And I wanna talk about how that plays into this as well, because secret societies, bloodlines, all of that, believe it or not, does play a role in the reason why Orthodox Christianity is a, a key, enemy of the New World Order, why Russia was targeted, according to Dr. Carol Quigley, 100 plus years ago via the Western banking elite, as well as the subversion that's done through various secret societies. In fact, I have with me here uh, Albert Pike's Morals and Dogmas, uh, Morals and Dogmas, excuse me. Uh, I've read a good bit of this book. It's a gigantic, massive text. I've also got other irrelevant geopolitical texts that I highly recommend everybody should be aware of, like Definitely Mingdahl's book, Full Spectrum Dominance. But if we want to talk about the religious side of this, if we go back to the ancient empires, most of the ancient empires, even as we read in the books of Daniel or Ezekiel or Jeremiah, Isaiah, they talk about an attempt to rebuild the Tower of Babel. <clears throat> the Tower of Babel, of course, was early on in Genesis, this attempt of mankind to construct a single world empire and a single world religion 
based around some key warrior figure, some key uh, single uh, Antichrist deity. The Antichrist deity that I'm talking about would be a kind of person or a kind of leader that would stand against the idea of the God in heaven. I don't think that they were building the Tower of Babel because they literally thought they could go into heaven. It was a symbolic defiance of heaven, in my view. So <clears throat> every empire in the world has had this motivation to want to construct this Babel again. <laughs> Why is that? Why can't world empires just kind of be who they are and do their thing? Well, partly because of human greed and the desire to <laughs> to rule. To uh, what's the 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 line of Arnold Schwarzenegger? To hear the to the lament, crush your enemies, hear the lamentation of the women. Right, that's the desire of fallen mankind. Yes, but there's also a, a spirit that impels mankind to engage in these kinds of activities, and I think that's the devil. I think that's a fallen spiritual entity. So the motivation that the devil has is ultimately to gather mankind into a gigantic global antichrist religion and rebellion, a one world religion. <clears throat> the religion that <clears throat> probably would be used would be some kind of blending of all the world religions. We have this idea, for example, even in the ancient empires, that the religion is really a function of the state. As long as you worship the emperor, you can believe or do whatever you want, religiously speaking, just so long as you acknowledge the emperor and his state power or his role <clears throat> as the image of the god figure. That said, uh, most ancient world imperial religions were controlled. They were essentially tools of the state, functions of soft power, or maybe even more than soft power, maybe even the guiding ideology of the empire as a whole. <clears throat> and so they had networks of high priests, networks of secret societies. Plato talks about this, for example, in his book, The Timaeus, where he talks about Socrates going and learning from Solon, who went and learned from the ancient Egyptian priests, all of the Egyptian mysteries. <clears throat> Those mysteries are what's contained in the Timaeus, which is a cosmology, a cosmogony, uh, the origin of the universe, the way the universe, universe is structured as a kind of outpouring of the divine being itself. And it's described as a snake eating its own tail. That's the Ouroboros that we've all heard of. That comes from Platonism. And ultimately, uh, apparently, if the Timaeus is true, from ancient Egypt. And so the idea of the state then is to utilize these secret societies and networks and co-opted, concealed, occulted knowledge. It just means hidden. It doesn't have to mean something demonic per se, although in many cases it does end up being that. It just means hidden. It just means um, secret. And so all the states in these imperial structures had secret religions, which they control. Plato describes this in the Republic as <clears throat> the myth of, excuse me, not the myth of her, the, uh, the Ring of Gyges. The ring is this sort of uh, symbolic thing for in, inner hidden power. Uh, he says that there's a noble lie that the state has to uh, erect by which it rules the population through this noble lie. <clears throat> because most people can't handle what's actually the case. They need to be given these religious lies to order their lives and to control them. <clears throat> Versions of that same religious uh, deception, manipulation were used throughout, you know, again, Babylon, Persia, the Greeks, and then finally the Romans, uh, as, as you have this structure listed in the biblical prophets. But we're told, for example, in Daniel 2 and in Daniel 9, and that in the days of this final empire, the Roman Empire, a child would be born, a Messiah would come, who would break the reins, would break the control of the previous world religion systems and establish a new kingdom. 
And Daniel, it even says that the time of the Messiah would bring about a kingdom which would eventually envelop the empire under which he was born. In Christianity, of course, we believe that that's Jesus. We think that's the expansion of the Christian church throughout the first four centuries to eventually encompass and supplant the Roman Empire, which then becomes the Roman Byzantine Empire. And so Christianity, uh, from its earliest days, from its New Testament teachings in continuity with the teachings of the Old Testament, the fulfilled prophecies, the hundreds of them, actually, if you go through the whole Old Testament, that find their summation in the person of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, that church that he sets up expands throughout, again, the Roman Empire, eventually encompassing it, fulfilling what we read about in the book of Daniel and other prophecies throughout the book of Isaiah, that the Gentiles, when the Messiah comes, would begin to call upon the God of Israel. That's exactly what we see in the first thousand, two thousand years of Christianity as the Gentile nations converting and coming into this one holy Catholic apostolic Orthodox church, in my view. Now, there's schisms and splits uh, in this church later on in history, but the reason this is relevant for what we're talking about today is that there's a dual system, you could say, going on here. <clears throat> there's a system of the secret society philosophies and beliefs, their hermetic religion, their Gnosticism, their alchemy, all these different sects. You could go back to the Middle Ages with the Bogomils, the Waldensians, the Cathari in France. They had these Gnostic secret teachings in various ways, formations, manifestations. But most of the time, it was some kind of dualism, some kind of philosophy of a inner secret Gnostic elite, and everyone else was profane and didn't understand the deep mysteries. For example, if you were a part of the normal public Catholic church throughout those centuries, the Gnostics, the Cathari, the Bogomils, et cetera, they thought you were uh, basically worthless. You didn't have a higher intellectual enlightened a supernosis or whatever they possessed. Now, most of those groups, historically speaking, have died and gone away, but they did transmit various ideas that continued on, even into Byzantium, which is the Eastern Roman Empire that continued on after Rome and the West fell around 400, 410. So the Eastern Byzantine Empire in Constantinople continued on all the way into the 1400s. <clears throat> that becomes the longest empire in the history of humanity. It's known as the Christian Byzantine Empire wasn't perfect, not saying that it did everything right. But it fell eventually to Islam after it had uh, agreed to a, a union with the papacy. So once Byzantium became uniate, once they uh, compromised for geopolitical reasons, the uh, certain subversives within the Byzantine Empire opened up the gates to the Muslims and Byzantium fell. <clears throat> after that point, there was no public consistent Christian empire left. But what took up the reins of that was the idea of the third Rome, which was the Russian empire. And the Russian empire uh, in its history was full of a lot of squabbles, a lot of controversies, a lot of battles, a lot of difficulty, a lot of rulers that were not ideal either. In fact, under both Catherine and Peter, although there were some positives that Putin mentioned in his interview, both of them actually introduced a lot of revolutionary philosophy from the West. Uh, Freemasonic lodges were invited into Russia at that time. And those Freemasonic lodges were actually the breeding grounds in Russia, in this case, by which they could eventually bring about, in part, it's not the only way that happened, but in part, the eventual Russian Revolution, because certain members uh, of uh, the Bolsheviks, <clears throat> 
Many of them were involved in Freemasonic lodges, which was a way for them to network and connect. <clears throat> At the same time as a lot of that was happening in Russia, the British Empire had its global network of Freemasonic lodges that functioned as its intelligence operation. I'm not saying that everybody in the Masonic lodges was a spy. I'm not saying that everybody who was a spy is a Freemason. But throughout the British Empire, this vast network of lodges throughout the world, which is even mentioned in countless movies, uh, go watch Ma O'Kane, that's Ma O'Kane and the man who would be king, and Sean Connery. Sean Connery plays a reincarnated Alexander the Great, who, with his conman buddy Michael Caine, uses Freemasonic mythology to dupe a very uh, third world tribe, we could say, into believing that he's a messiah. And the whole movie is basically about Freemasonry and religious mythology being being a con and a deception. That's just one example that I'm giving, but you can see from the movie that they kind of functioned as, you could say, spies, Freemasonic spies, so to speak. Now, I'm not spending this whole talk on Freemasonry. I just want to give a few examples of how it relates to where we're getting with the confrontation between East and West. And it's not ultimately about Freemasonry. It does play a role, though, in this history. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into more of that and explain the Putin-Tucker interview. This is the Alex Jones. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. All I do is research, research trends. And I see what is having the best effects, what is having the best reviews. So a couple years ago, I saw different formulas out there that are known to create compounds of the blood that flush out the body and that create what they call vasodilation, opening up the arteries, opening up the veins, which is so important, not just for young people, but especially older people. And so then I had Dr. Judy Mikovits, who's such a renowned scientist and a whistleblower. She said, I love your formula. It's one of the best out there. And so this product, Nitric Boost, became a bestseller. Well, we decided to soup it up and make it even stronger so it's the original formula, just a little bit stronger. Now Nitric Boost is available at InfoWarsStore.com. Because the problem was the supplier we had couldn't supply enough. We were selling out very, very quickly. But now we've got a big supply of Nitric Boost in stock, ready to ship at InfoWarsStore.com. And when I talk about vasodilation and the nitric oxide is a potent vasodilator meant it can help relax and widen blood vessels this can lead to increased blood flow and improved circulation which is critical to various body functions so ladies and gentlemen it funds the info war it's an amazing product so we have the new and improved super powerful nitric boost back in stock, ready to ship for 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a true win-win. This has the very same effect as some of the male enhancement things out there, but totally naturally. This does it in a natural way, and not that I need those products, but I've tried them. I've been to the doctor. They give you a prescription of it, and I've tried the top brands, the two top brands. And I'm not even trying to say that's what this is. That's off-label. That's not what this is even for. This is a supplement. But it is incredible what it does for your body. So get this amazing product now in stock, ready to ship, Nitric Boost today at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. You fund the InfoWar. It's so good for your body. Get it while you can.
Well, well, nitric oxide is a key. It's made by our own bodies again. It's made by L-citrulline and, and L-arginine, the amino acids. So we're fed. You can, you can get it from beet powder and other things. The nitric oxide relaxes the endothelium, the vasculature. It relaxes the vein. It's a natural blood pressure. In fact, I use the two, your InfoWars. I keep that on my shelf. And I feed myself the Cardio Miracle, which is just for straight food. It's a different formulation than that one and the two together are a one-two punch so you get in your food the ability to make what you need and no more you've looked at our formula you, you like it i did and i do yes well, I, i'm not a scientist so, like you what is what do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide what does it do um it relaxes the vasculature so the clot will go through and not restrict it allows it to relax it lowers the blood pressure has the uh, toxic um, synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot. We saw athletes dropping dead on the field, um, passing out, falling down, all the things. Yeah, why is it particularly the athletes? They're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria. This is an energy production, oxygen um, necessary disease because athletes are running, they're constricted, they're, they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow, which is why your nitric oxide um, product that new products I hope you'll show it because that's a very important thing to have for acute events be a dissolve under the tongue give you an instant relaxing of your endothelium your vasculature so get nitric boost today at infowarstore.com for 40 percent off get it while you can leading a frontal assault on the lies of the new world order it's Alex Jones Welcome back to the fourth hour of the Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. We're talking about the big meta-level history breakdown, similar to what uh, Putin did in the interview with Tucker, giving the meta-perspective, big God's-eye perspective, as best we can. And we're talking about this uh, hermetic lineage as contrasted to the, the Christian teaching, the, the theology of the church as it went through these centuries, and how this is a big part of what's going on in the confrontation between East and West and the Ukraine war. <clears throat> and a lot of people don't know that the Masonic lodges, for example, that first popped up the Grand Lodge, I mean, there were Masonic lodges prior to the Grand Lodge of, of England, but the lodges throughout the British Empire, even in mainline history, functioned as uh, Jessica Harlan Jacobs as a historian. She's not a conspiracy theorist. This is just mainline history. She talks about how these were essentially the intelligence networks of the British Empire. Part and parcel with intelligence networks comes the cultists, the secrets that are trafficked, including religious ideas, religious secrets, gnosis, and so forth. <clears throat> and I mentioned Byzantium in terms of uh, more Cambridge uh, academic scholarship. There's a recent book that came out. It's a very technical, very difficult book called Radical Platonism in Byzantium by Niketas Sinisioglu. The reason this book is relevant is because the whole thesis of the book is that even though the Byzantine Empire had within it the struggle between Neoplatonism and Christianity, Orthodox Christianity, <clears throat> and it tried to suppress the Neoplatonic atheistic Neoplatonism, atheistic Platonism, this 
lineage, this ideological tradition survived through the character of Plethon. Plethon was a Byzantine scholar and academic and an atheistic Platonist. His atheistic Platonism, according to Sinicia Glue, is what was handed over to the Spinoza circles, and then by extension, eventually, uh, as it found its way into the Jacobin Illuminist circles. So this is yet another historical adaptation to the fact that the secret society mysteries, the myths, the symbols, the codes, the hidden keys and all of this is really just a mechanism by which people are duped and people can be controlled by, by more cunning people in typically the state, especially throughout this period. <clears throat> and I think that stays the norm all the way up until today. <laughs> I mean, although uh, today it's more of a corporate state, it's not really you know, the empire or, or some um, king that's, that's controlling us and duping us. It's more so CEOs and Bilderberg and, you know, Davos. These, these are the people who are the new kings of our day. But they're utilizing a lot of these same tricks, tactics, and techniques. And in regard to <clears throat> the, mis the, the mysteries and the secret society techniques that are used, these become ways by which um, intelligence agents can provocateur. And that's essentially what we see the Masonic lodges in Russia and throughout Europe doing during these revolutionary periods. And we've talked a lot about that famous history text, uh, The Fire in the Minds of Men, which talks about how the lodges took this uh, hermetic ideology and heritage of revolution, of pure flux and chaos, and uh, you know even atheistic Platonism to its full conclusions by initiating the Bolshevik revolution. And again, this is not conspiracy theory. This is well documented now in a lot of academic philosophical texts. Hegel and the Hermetic tradition, Hegelianism, which is central to the history of Marxism. You couldn't have Marxism without Hegel because Marx turns Hegel on his head and uses that dialectical chaos philosophy to produce the synthesis. And that's ultimately the philosophy of the revolutionaries, the Trotskys, the, the Lenins, these characters, is that constant perpetual chaos is what produces the synthesis where they want to take things. And again, this even comes up in books like Albert Pike's Morals and Dogma. There's a whole chapter on what he says true Christianity is. And it's the Prince of Mercy or the Scottish Trinitarian, where he explains that for the Freemason at that level, God is an eternal world emanator. He's just repeating the Neoplatonic philosophy of Plethon and the Hermeticists. And this is exactly, by the way, what the British Empire adopted as its Hermetic philosophy. There's books that have come out recently, uh, scholarly books like Jason Lewov's book, J John D. and the Empire of Angels, Enochian Magic, and the Occult Roots of the Modern World. Now, what does all this have to do with Russia and geopolitics and whatnot? Well, it has to do with <clears throat> the fact that Russia up into the 20th century, still maintained a degree of the notion of a Christian society, an Orthodox Christian imperium. It had been waning for sure, and there had been a lot of corrupt leaders and a lot of things going on that were bad. Uh, you know, people like Peter the Great, I think he was uh, not that great of a leader. I think he was corrupt. But <clears throat> regardless, there is this desire to establish the revolutionary faith throughout the world. And that's why. In the Billington book, it's called the Revolutionary Faith. The Revolutionary Faith is the, the same faith that's mentioned by Aldous Huxley in his book, Brave New World. The final revolution is the revolution against man. So anything that stands in the way has to be gotten rid of. 
Quigley explains this in the first few hundred pages where he says <clears throat> that the two chief enemies of the Western Anglo-American pragmatic empire doesn't have anything to do with British people per se. It's not talking about the people. It's talking about the geopolitical structure of the Atlantis power block. And that's not about Atlantis. Okay, we're not talking about sunken islands. We're talking about the the this area geopolitically. The West versus the East. And that's why Brzezinski, people like, you know, Kissinger <clears throat> have talked about how in order to control the world, you control the Eurasian heartland. That's the key to controlling the world. That is the Halford McKinder thesis, right? The geo geo uh, geo geo pivot, geo geopolitical pivot of history is controlling the Eurasian heartland. That's the old British imperial structure and model. So, what does that mean? That means areas like Ukraine, areas like uh, the borders of Russia, are crucial to control for having global hegemony. And the philosophies and the worldviews play a key role in this. It's called Weltanschauungskrieg, worldview warfare. Will we have a worldview based on Western empiricist pragmatic ideas or what Putin talked about when he was <coughs> talking to Tucker, eternal ideas? <clears throat> he brought up Dostoevsky. He brought up the idea of eternal truths. In fact, Putin's uh, one of his influences is, is Ivan Ilyin. He's a Russian <clears throat> thinker and philosopher who's not very well known in the West. But if you read some of his essays that are translated by one of my friends, Mark Hackard, over at Espionage History Archive uh, or uh, uh, Soul of the East, I don't know if Soul of the East still exists, but Mark has translated a lot of his essays and works. And Ivan Ilyin is a, <clears throat> a very uh, uh, Dostoevsky influenced thinker. And he's also written about on how there's a lot of Platonic influences in Dostoevsky, right? And so I know I was critiquing atheistic Platonism earlier. There's different versions of this. So I'm not trying to equate these things. But Putin was definitely expressing the idea that versus the Western idea of everything being in flux, which is essentially the, the revolutionary philosophy going back to the pre-Socratics, which is restated by people like Lenin and Trotsky. Uh, you have the idea that he outlines, which is that there are objective eternal truths. There's natures. People have natures. You can't turn people's natures into some other nature. You can't turn a, a woman into a man, a man into a woman. There are families, and families are like many nations, right? And so there's a connection between the family as a people group and the nation as a larger extension of that people group. And that's just the way all human beings have thought for thousands of years. But the revolutionary philosophy at its very core that we're talking about, which was it's not identical to all of the lodges. I'm not saying everybody is a Freemason, but I'm saying that the philosophy in the revolutionary lodges was used to bring about the revolutions to where we are now. And the last two remaining empires quickly talks about the Austro-Hungarian Empire and the Russian Empire. He says those two things need to go away for the hope of the tragedy and hope to come about. What's the hope of the book Tragedy and Hope? Western democratic capitalism. Now, you might think, well, what's wrong with that? That sounds like a good thing. No, it's not what you think. It means technocratic corporate control. When you read Tragedy and Hope, the middle chapter is one of the most important chapters because it's the chapter where he says that the world I'm talking about will be an AI-run, technocratic, smart city, you know, fake, nightmare dystopia. He thinks it's a good thing. This is The Alex Jones Show. Don't go to your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jay's Analysis. 
But folks, we're standing up for our rights, we're standing up for your rights, we're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsShore.com, then I'm not griping at you, I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsStore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarsstore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, InfoWarsStore.com or 888 uh, Listen, I need your help. I mean, have we not delivered? It's, it's like in Gladiator. When he first is a gladiator, he kills like four guys in 20 seconds. He says, are you not entertained? I, I mean, are, 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 are you not getting what you want? Because, I mean, I eat, drink, and sleep this. I'm up against the New World Order, and all I need is your support. All I need is your word of mouth, your prayer, your financial support, and I sell you stuff that's the highest rated, the best, because I treat you like I want to be treated. I believe in mojo, karma, reap what you sow, folks, and you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com. You need to make the decision to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get incredible products. We have the supercharged special right now, despite the fact that both these best-selling products are selling out. DNA Force Plus and Real Red Pill Plus are both selling out, but despite that, they're 50% off as a combo. The supercharged special at InfoWarsStore.com. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com. And while you're there, it's about to sell out, but it's okay. We did a limited run. Now that it's going to sell out, we can order a bigger, bigger order of it. We're building back to be able to, you know, not just stay the same, but expand in the enemy's face. That's up to you, though. You have to make the decision to say, has InfoWars delivered? Is InfoWars on the air seven days a week? Is Jones wild? Is he dedicated? Has he told us the truth? The answer is, I've died trying. I ain't perfect, man. <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm dying. I'm all about what is the most accurate? What is the most cutting edge? What is, who do I have all the people that predict the future, that are accurate? You can get next level foundational energy. Next Level Foundational Energy that supercharges your cells, take an hour to explain it, but this takes folic acid and puts it into the pure form of methylfolate that is the essence of your cells, and it's got the big complex to supercharge it. Next Level Foundational Energy, InfoWarsStore.com. Please get a fundraiser copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening as well, at InfoWarsStore.com. The ball is in your court. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide.
leading a frontal assault on the lies of the New World Order. It's Alex Jones. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Jay Dyer of Jason Alex. We're breaking down the real spiritual battle that has manifested East and West. That's one of the areas that I disagree with Putin in the discussion that he had with Tucker. But we can actually see this playing out ideologically. And I talked about worldview warfare. Quigley says that the two main em- enemies to the Atlanticist Empire of the West had to be destroyed. That would be the Austro-Hungarian Empire and the Russian Empire. The first two world wars of the last century, Quigley says, uh, had the effect of successfully dissipating and exhausting the Austro-Hungarian Empire and destroying that potential threat out of Europe. Then he says that the next threat would be Russia and the Russian Empire and the exportation of Bolshevism, communism, Sovietism also, I think, in the long run had the effect of uh, basically wearing down and destroying Russia from within. In the 1990s, you had the Harvard crew, Larry Summers and other people from that university, concocting and figuring out basically how to loot Russia throughout the 1990s. This was the role in part that Yeltsin played as an asset of the CIA to help loot and bring down (coughs) Russia. Because remember, Brzezinski said that Russia has to be uh, kept down as well as other countries to ensure American dominance. That's before, however, they wanted, I think, to shift over into uh, decline, intentional decline. I think the global elite, even in the West, have made the decision that it's time now to bring America down and to uh, make globalist institutions have the power that America has had in terms of its dominance. And so that also occupied a, a lot of that conversation was multipolarity and the place of Russia and China in the coming world. And Putin talking about the uh, you know inability of the fiat uh, money system to actually work, the dollar dying. I, I think that's what he was referring to. But he also talked about a lot of operations that we uh, over here at Infowars, myself, uh, many of us have talked about in the last 10, 15 years, talking about how the West, the CIA, these operations they were running, what they were doing in the Maidan coup to spark that off, the uh, uh, false flag events, the Nord Stream pipeline, all of that done basically by the intelligence operations <coughs> uh, concocted in the West. Whether or not we know exactly which outfit did the operation itself is really not the, the issue, but because we know who stands to gain, Ebono, right? And Putin also brought that up. So basically every one of the pieces of data that came forward in that interview is identical to all of the analysis and the predictions that Alex, myself, and others have given in the last 10 years about East versus West relations. In fact, I did a whole three-hour lecture on my uh, YouTube channel about eight months ago where I said all of this, broke it all down. I talked about all the provocations that the CIA engaged in, State Department, pussy riot, splitting the the Orthodox Church in Ukraine. All of that was uh, uh, basically brought forward in this uh, amazing interview. And... um, that specific splitting of the church is exactly what I want to highlight now, because this is a key element that a lot of people don't understand in the West. In the West, we don't really have religion as a cohesive idea anymore in terms of an actual expression. There's a loose idea that we're either Protestant or Catholic in the West, but there's no real civic 
function of the religion. The religion doesn't spill over any longer into the civic sphere because we've bought into the idea of a secular society. And the religion is something that's private and it doesn't really relate to anything else. And that's precisely why we will eventually collapse and die. Now, I think Islam is a terrible religion. I've debated all the top Muslims except for one out there that are known, that are famous, that are public. Uh, I go against it all the time. But <clears throat> it has the focus and the impetus to take over in Europe and perhaps even in America in the near future. Because human beings cannot subsist and will not last very long in a completely secular atheist society. They will bend to whatever is the dominant masculine force. And Islam, although I think it's a horrible false religion, has that impetus still within it. So it will take over Europe, and that's by design. The Fabian Socialists talked about in the 1910s, 20s, and 30s, bringing in Islam first to London and then to the UK and then into Europe because they thought it could be a force for socialism. They were too uh, uh, full of hubris, I think, to realize that, no, no, you're not going to control this religion. This religion will take over. You might get a few generations of degenerate children of Muslims, but eventually Islam will uh, take over Europe. And that's by design. And it's not because the global elite are Muslims. They're not Muslims. They don't, they, it's a chess piece, right? It's an ideological chess piece. So chess pieces are not just nation states, not just this uh, nation, Ukraine, and let's use them against, it's ideology and religion as well. And that came up uh, in, in the debate, or excuse me, in the, in the interview with Putin as well, between Tucker and Putin. But I'm saying all this because you, you understand that from the vantage point of the Western evil geopolitical elite, Russia has to be destroyed and taken down because even though that was a big part of the Cold War, containing it, bringing it down, looting it, <clears throat> uh, the Russian people and the Russian soul that Putin talked about are very tough. They're very resilient and they're very hard to bring down. And that's why so many of these Western neoliberal toxic culture operations have to be exported, as well as potentially all the bioweapons labs. And by the way, that was actually reported on uh, years ago. Uh, Dilyana uh, Galatseva, I think is her name. Um, she, I was at a, a lecture event with her. She gave a presentation in 2017 or so <clears throat> on the Pentagon biolabs all over Ukraine uh, uh, and, and Eastern Europe and other places. So this has been known for a long time, uh, and and the provocations then were intentional. Putting the biowebs there, uh, the the seven years uh, of warfare via NATO against Russia that has sparked this conflict, the 2014 uh, coup operation again uh, uh, done by the West, all the color revolutions that were funded by a Soros entity, CIA stuff. That was all in the interview. <clears throat> They didn't mention everybody by name like Soros, but when he's talking about the CIA operations <clears throat> to do these things in Ukraine, the Orange Revolution, that was all Soros and CIA back in, in the 90s. Victoria Newland putting all this money there, that's Soros and CIA. All, that's all the same crew. Okay, All of the what the CIA did in the Cold War is now done by the uh, National Endowment for Democracy, Soros and, uh, you know, found all those things are the new ways that the CIA does these things. They don't just do it the way that they used to do it in the Cold War. Those are the new cutouts and fronts uh, that are used. And it has nothing to do with democracy or human rights. Those are weapons of culture war, soft power, you see, and even cutouts for black ops at times. Same operations in Syria uh, back in uh, 2012, 13, 14 against Assad. Same operations and strategy against Putin 
same operations of sniper attacks to try to set off crowd riots, to try to uh, uh, have a coup, try to over, and all of that was mentioned. Now, not Assad, but coups against Russia, coups against Putin. That was all brought up in the interview. So again, everything that we've talked about was brought up. And again, this key spiritual component is there to split the church in the Ukraine by creating a fake CIA State Department church run by people who are, aren't even real clerics, people that were defrocked from other churches. That's the actual history of what's going on in the Ukraine. And it's fostered and funded by, uh, funded by Western uh, NGOs, uh, Western universities, Jesuit universities. They all play a key role in that because the Jesuits, the CIA, they, they basically joined at the hip at the time of Vatican II. There's a gigantic 800-page book Time Life Magazine, Henry Luce, and the American Proposition, where the CIA created the Doctrinal Warfare Program, C.D. Jackson. That's to utilize these churches during the Cold War for the purpose of pushing Americanism and American soft power. But what that does is now places you under a new master. And that's why Francis and all these churches, that the Pope Francis, Catholic Church, that's why they walk in lockstep now with Davos, Klaus, and the World Economic Forum because they're all part of the same powers. That's the Atlantis's power structure. It's all these entities. And they're concerned with Russia as a potential rising threat, as well as perhaps China as well. And that doesn't make those people angels and good guys. It just is the reality of geopolitics. But there is this spiritual component there, which is the battle of evil versus good. So although people in the state, people who our leaders, presidents, kings, whatever, they may view all of this as pure pragmatic politics. Like if you read the book Dune, right? A lot of the people in Dune, they view it as just pragmatic politics, but there's actual prophecies, right? About the, the, the true leader and the savior and all that, the Messiah. And likewise, <clears throat> in terms of Christianity, we have a Messiah and we have a providential spiritual meaning of history. And that providential spiritual meaning of history involves the church as a key player. And of course, we know that Satan has the desire to destroy the church. That's a, a key element I want to highlight. So <clears throat> if you're watching this, remember, head, head over to my ex and you'll see at the top there, I'm doing a new live event with uh, our good buddy, comedian Jamie Kennedy from uh, the movie Scream. We'll be live March 15th in Los Angeles to do another event. Five hours of lectures and comedy, impressions, stand up. Uh, information. It's all there. Get your tickets uh, on my X pinned at the top of my profile. I'm not perfect. I'm under a lot of stress, but if I didn't have the supplements we have we promote, I wouldn't be able to continue to be on air. And when you go to InfoWarsStore.com, you are funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalists in an operation that the enemy admits has been the most effective at exposing them. Because we're fearless and we don't back down. We got God on our side. But God needs to work through you. You've got to make the decision to get great products you already need at InfoWarsStore.com. And that is a 360 win. Nitric Boost, without me even knowing, became our number three bestseller because people loved it so much. They had such great effects. Got all these natural compounds that clean out the blood, open up your arteries and veins and capillators, clean out your heart, your brain, everything. Well, we got an even better manufacturer. The other one was great, but one that's even better with even higher quality ingredients at a lower price. So I could never offer Nitric Boost because it costs us so much to make. And now we can offer it for 40% off. Infowarstore.com, Nitric Boost, finally back in stock. 40% off out of the gates. The enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us.
But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity. Absolutely. And so we have the t-shirt. Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against the globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is a fundraiser to keep InfoWars on the air so we can promote and support Team Humanity. I want to thank you all for your past support, but I want to encourage you all now to understand that this is a revolution against the globalists, and it is so critical now to signal the fact that you are part of Team Humanity. We're told humans are the problem. We're told we're killing the Earth. We're told all this garbage so we hate ourselves and stand down and roll over and die. We're not going to do that. Get your Team Humanity shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you all for your support.